0: Thank you and welcome to episode 15 of Video Game Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and this is... Chris. Welcome to episode 15, Game of the Year Awards for Video Game Fever. We're going to start you off with our top five of each of us, and then at the end of it, we're going to announce our Game of the Year. It's the one game that's going to be on both of our lists. And now to start us off, Chris, what is your number five? My number five is Halo 5. <sighs> well, Halo 4 wasn't so well received before, but what makes Halo 5 different?
1: Uh, not really different. More just uh, expands on what was great about Halo 4. Um, there were some problems with the single player. Uh, campaign was a little not up to par with most Halos. Still good, in my opinion. Um, but the multiplayer is amazing. Um some of the best online first-person shooter multiplayer you can find out there. So I uh, I had to put it up there with my top five. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mike, what's your top?
0: Now, Mike, what's your number five? Uh, thank you, Chris. My number five would be Batman Arkham Knight. I loved the Arkham series from the start. It's one of the few hero-based video games that has nothing to do with a movie or a comic series. And it, it it it, definitely brings the essence of bat, and you get to drive it. You get to drive the, Batmobile slash freaking tank, half the time. It's like Grand Theft Auto met Batman, and then Batman fucked it in the ass. Kind of, <laughs> thing, you know, um, <laughs> all the new gadgets, the gritty storyline, the like plots and twists. It's it's basically taking everything and making you part of it as close as we can go at this point without actually putting on the suit ourselves.
1: Alright, now... Yeah, I loved Arkham Knight. Um, I had some issues with uh, some of the later missions of it uh, where you were kind of forced to do these weird Batmobile things. This didn't take away from how great the game was, though. It was mm-hmm. kind of BS that the real ending was hidden behind the 100% <clears throat> but... Yeah, 100% completion. Oh no,
0: amazing game. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris, what is your number four? Witcher the wild hunt. Now when I played Witcher 2, you were kind of on rails. Like you you only had certain places you can go. You can pick different paths, make alternate choices, but what what makes Witcher three so great?
1: Uh Witcher Three had the for me the Skyrim effect of just Exploring the world and living in the world and um, just experiencing what the world was. It was everything that Skyrim was with a little bit better combat system, more action um, oriented um, and it improved on everything that Witcher 2 did. Like adding in a sex scene on a unicorn. Yeah, and that's why that game gets on my list is because you get to have sex on a unicorn.
0: <laughs> no, but what other game offers you that exactly
1: <laughs> everything about this game was flawless um, it's proof that some games that come, have come out since have said have sac- I can't talk today <laughs> had to sacrifice visuals and combat for the open world and Witcher is really evidence that you don't need to do that. Witcher's is a beautiful game, great combat, and one of the best open worlds out there. So, mm-hmm. had to be in my top five. So, Mike,
0: what is your number five? Uh, number four, Chris. Thank you very much. Number four. <laughs> my number four will be Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. Do not confuse it with the other one, which I will not name. Oh, wait, what is that, Ground Zeroes? Ground zeros? Yeah, I, I I don't know why I ever spent money on that one. <laughs> uh, no, just no. Anyway, Bell Your salad 5, I am still wrapped deep in. I've put over 34 hours, I actually checked, put over 34 hours into the game since I got it. Wow. And I keep on wanting to progress. I keep on wanting to monitor the base, sneak around, try to take out as many people without being noticed as possible. And now since I also have my buddy Quiet, who, if those of you don't know, she is a supernatural uh, parasite-infected super soldier who is a best sniper and she doesn't talk except for, like, uh, humming and grunts. Um, she also wears next to basically nothing, um, probably because the ESRB rating would be too high if she were to go fully nude the whole time. Uh, because she, apparently she grabs all her nutrients from sunlight, and she also absorbs uh, oxygen and water through her skin.
1: So she if She was wearing eats, clothes, you'd
0: suffocate her. She eats through photosynthesis? She, yes. Okay. And it's very sexy. Because they modeled her after uh, directly, like detailed by detail, after a Dutch model named Jeff, uh, Stephanie Joosten. Mm, she is very cute and very like when you were going between missions, and it it's a very open world environment. But you can get on your helicopter and you can use that as your aerial command center. She, if you have her as your buddy, she'll be sitting on the helicopter with you, and you'll just sit here see her sitting there in all but the absolute nude just, you know, shuffling around, maybe humming a little bit, and you get to look at something while also selecting the next mission you do. And I love every moment of that. <laughs> so anyway, Chris...
1: So, um... Aside from half-naked people, was the gameplay good?
0: <laughs> <laughs> very much yes. You have very smart enemies, you have... You have open-world environments. You've got uh, animals that will actually try to take you out if you're not paying attention. You might not catch them right away. You get a horse that you can start off with, or you can switch that buddy to Quiet, or you can switch it to Diamond Dog, who is actually a wolf that you found as a puppy, has only one eye, can sniff out all your enemies, can sniff out uh, plants, uh, equipment, and stuff like that. Uh, you also get a you know, what's called the Diamond Walker, which is basically a small metal gear that's for one person use, and it'll traverse across the ground, or it can go into wheeled mode for more silent traction.
1: (laughs) So I haven't had a chance to play this game yet. Mm -hmm. So I have two questions for you. Go for it. Because I do plan on playing this game sometime soon. Hell yeah. One, I heard you can make your horse poop on a person's face. Yes, it's true. That is command. Okay. Two... I know there's the Fulton system in this game where you can Fulton anything. I heard you can Fulton a bear. Is this true?
0: I did that uh, actually two days ago. Okay. I did not get it on video, but I've been starting to upload clips, especially when I've had a good, really good sniping run.
1: Okay, because my goal in that game is just to Fulton every bear possible so that when someone invades my base, they're just attacked by I mauling the bears. I Fulton
0: the that should tell you something. 56 tons of no, in-the-fucking-air Z later. Nobody
1: cares about a fucking
0: tank. Uh, I'm trying the Fulton Bears, bears. over here. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> the trick is to shoot them with enough tranquilizer to take down an elephant, um, which, yeah... Can
1: I Fulton an elephant?
0: If there was an elephant in there, you could. <laughs> <laughs> but I have not found one yet. I'm not saying there isn't, but uh, so far you start off in Afghanistan, and then you have your command platform, and then you move on to a part of Africa, Now, where are you going from there? I don't know, but I'm probably about to find out. So, Chris, what is your number three? My number
1: three came out the same day as your number four, Mad Max. Um, We talked about this um, two episodes ago, because I actually played Mad Max late. Um, Mad Max was a game that I got, and it just sucked me in immediately. I didn't want to play anything else. That's all I wanted to do was play Mad Max. I got really invested in the world. Um, the gameplay was fantastic. It was one of the few open world games where I didn't feel the need to constantly be fast traveling everywhere. I actually wanted to drive around and experience everything. Um, everything about it was great. And I'm just I'm such a huge Mad Max fan that the, the simplistic story
0: just fit what Mad Max is. Mm. And... I just loved it. I loved every second of it. It is a crazy story of survival. I've only seen a little bit from what you showed me. I have not played the full game, but I heard it was definitely an under-the-radar hit. Yeah, I I
1: highly recommend it to anybody that likes open-world action games. Or Mad Max, for that matter. Yeah, that too. Um, I've been turning a lot of people onto it, and nobody's come back to me telling me I'm wrong. Yeah. So, once again, I had to put it on top five. I loved it
0: so much. Um, Mike? Do you have a number three? Uh, My number three would be Star Wars Battlefront. Now, I expected this from the very beginning. It's not going to have candy campaign missions, so I wanted to see what they'll do with it. I believe the action is very crisp. I believe it's very high-paced. I like how um, you could switch with the different weapons, you don't have anybody that has any preset classes. I like all the gadgets they added to it because I was good- I was really worried when they gave us the beta that we'd only have very select assortment, but it was more than tripled at the release, and there's still DLC yet to come. Um, also, you get to do all the famous battles between uh, 4 and 6. I mean, come on. Everybody loved between 4 and 6. Everybody hated 1 through 3. Mm-hmm everybody loved 4 through 6, and you know, what kind of what are you going to do with a campaign mission that isn't already taken care of by doing these big battles?
1: The lack of campaign was really overdone because the first two battlefronts they had a quote-unquote campaign but it was very haphazard just bot missions. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish they added that in because that would have shut everyone up. But it's It's just not a game that fits with the whole campaign feel. Right. And the fact that it was just announced that it hit, like, 12 million copies sold, um, the game's obviously going to get a sequel now. It's going to do great. All these people that think that um, the next one's going to have a campaign because of, you know, lackluster sales, they're obviously wrong at this point because the sales were amazing. Being an online-only game...
0: Oh, especially with uh, a month later, Star Wars Force Awakens coming out, and yeah. it's putting everybody back in the mood.
1: It's and that game had so much content. Um, I just I found it funny because I had a discussion with somebody the other day, and they were saying that there was only. I, go, I, I liked it, but there's only four maps. I go, <laughs> there's not four. There's so many maps. <laughs> go, well, all I want to play is is, at assault. So well, then there's your problem. You're playing one one thing in the entire game there's a whole lot more game there mm-hmm. just because that one thing you like didn't have a thousand maps so it's
0: it's such a varied game so much to do with the co op survival missions yeah and the different types of uh, objectives of each map such like that I even had
1: fun going through the little single player mini missions mm. I did all those and they were fun it was something to
0: pass the time yeah strong strong choice yeah and if people are those uh, that are complaining about having to have a uh, dedicated connection online, um, you should get with the times. I mean, personally, myself, I, I understand some people don't want to have it, and that is your right. But if you're going to complain about having uh, to ha- like not being able to play a game um, and, and keep yourself from it, okay, maybe you don't have enough money to get it. But if it's just because you don't want to, that's just kind of uh, pick-headed.
1: It's there's plenty of things out. the game for it. There's plenty of things out there. Um, there will be a... I was trying to say a or and. I didn't know which one I was going with. There's going to be a... single player focused Star Wars game in the near future. The, I forget her name at this point. I apologize. But the person who was the head writer of the Uncharted series is working on a Star Wars game right now. There will be a big story Star Wars game. So... Just because this one didn't have it doesn't mean that you won't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, well, yeah, everything's
0: online now. Mm-hmm. It's, it, when Battlefront was made by the same people that made Battlefield, all of the Battlefronts were.
1: And I want to point out, too, that, yeah, it's made by Battlefield. People complain there's no campaign. Gonna you know what? Strong the, campaign. the Battlefield campaigns are garbage. They are. They're so bad. They are horrible. They can't tell a story, but they can make an action game. Yeah, and... and I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would be willing to bet the majority of people
0: don't even touch those campaigns anymore. They just go straight to the online. You might not be able to have a sex with a unicorn in that game, but at least you can force-push some bitch-ass into a TIE fighter. Yeah, have sex with Don-Don. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no. Chris, what is your number two? My number two
1: is Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, earlier in this year, Microsoft released *Ori and the Blind Forest*, which was a very anime-inspired Metro- *Metroidvania* game with a story that really pulled at your heartstrings. Um, great environment, great story, great gameplay. It was just—it had everything there to be an amazing title Um, and it's one of the few games this year that I 100 percented because I couldn't stop. I had to go back and do everything like I used to when I was younger playing Metroid or Castlevania. Um, If you have an Xbox or a PC and you haven't checked out this game, I highly recommend it, Um, especially if you like that style of game.
0: So Mike, your number two? My number two... So, this game, also on my list, both of our top fives, Witcher 3. Yes. I remember when I was transferring to Witcher 3, from Witcher 2, Witcher 2 being so on rails, but I still love the storyline. I still love the detail. I still love the depth of it, but lot of power seemed underwhelmed. It seems they put out so much more on the wild hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not just the beautiful women, it's not just the sex on the unicorn, it's being able to traverse large distances, especially when I'm playing a game like Metal Gear Solid 5. I love games that have open world. I love to have these choices. I love being able to uh, to actually, you know, to actually monitor things so I can see where troop movements are and, uh, some materials are gathered and and be able to see where I can start picking off people on the fray nobody will see mm-hmm. and it's slowly working my way to the middle it's always how I work I'm not an upfront fighter it's just who I am
1: so you're a pussy ha ha ha
0: ha asshole what's your number one fucker
1: <laughs> number one is Rise of the
0: Tomb Raider Ah, well, I do like watching uh, Laura Prop from behind as she's running around, especially in the new series of Tomb Raider. But uh, tell us, what is Rise of the Tomb Raider, what does it bring to this table?
1: Uh, It brings brings great gameplay, great traversal. Um, It melds the open world aspect with a very linear storyline more perfectly than any game I've ever played before. Um, The, Not that it's extremely important to me, but it's one of the few games I've played with a real and strong female lead in it, um, which made it unique. Uh, Every aspect of that game, top to bottom, is just amazing. Um, Graphically, it's impressive. The world is impressive. um, Side missions are all fun. The story is awesome. I mean, it's very Indiana Jonesy, y so over the top, and you can kind of, you're going to be able to tell what's going on if you played a Tomb Raider or Uncharted before. Um, I think it's a shame that it uh, hasn't sold as well, um, and well, spoiler alert, game, yeah. what your number one's going to be, I think it's far beyond the game that your number one is, cool. um, my personal opinion, but It's. I can't wait for it to come out on PlayStation. Hopefully that fan base will buy more of it so that it can get the recognition it deserves.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, also,
1: I I get to hunt bears.
0: (laughs) You get to hunt bears in Metal Gear Solid V as well. I have a a bear story
1: for you real quick, and it's going to lead into your number one. So when I was playing Skyrim... I was playing, and then I, I beat the main campaign. It took, like, two hours. And I started exploring the world, and I got this one part, and I went into this random-ass cave, explored it a while, did my thing, left, came out, and this literally, I come out, and I just walk a few steps, and a bear comes out of nowhere and just bitch-slaps me <laughs> across the neck. <map.
0: laughs>
1: I was this was four or five years ago now so I was a little bit younger, had a little more free time in my hand I devoted the rest of my night to hunting bears I spent about four hours doing nothing but
0: killing every bear I could find
1: and there's this, a
0: respawn limit I know
1: and this comes into effect because something similar happened to me the other day on your number one title which is
0: Fallout 4. And yes, you do get to hunt Yaogwai. For those of you who don't know, they are future mutated post-apocalyptic bears. So, not to
1: cut it on you, but I'm online, and I'm in a video chat with some friends, and I'm playing that, and I'm just kind of cruising around, checking things out, trying to get the lay the land, because for some reason I'm really bad at this game. <laughs> um, not surprised. And I find this little settlement i don't get it because like i was really good at skyrim like i'm generally good at um the base games or just rpgs in general that's mm-hmm. usually like my niche but this one for some reason i
0: just can't click with i'm having a really hard time like getting good at it they put a lot of first person shooter mechanics right into it like especially always having uh like having your left trigger pull up your sights um, better strafing and target acquisition uh, I'm
1: having huge noob moments in that game. Like, I still can't find the um, the rad out, or whatever it's called. Rad away? Rad away. You pretty much should be covered in right away. <laughs> I can't find it anywhere. There's <laughs> nowhere to be found in my area. It's <laughs> and I'm on, I'm on the headset with my friend Chelsea, and she had the same explanation. I was like, how do I get rid of my radiation? She was got to just get red away. It's everywhere. I'm like, I had, I've been playing this game for 20 hours. I haven't seen a single red away anywhere. But anyways, so I was like, okay, there's this settlement over here. And I, I look at it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go in there and check around. I look around. I was like, maybe I can find something here. And I go into a, to a random building and I start looking around. And I walk out of the building and I get bitch slapped by a bear <laughs> that throws me across the
0: map. <laughs> Wow, you really get the shit out of the stick when it comes to bears. No wonder you have a hard out for hunting bears. <laughs> the bears hate
1: me. <laughs> well, go ahead and talk about your game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it got a, it went up an extra notch, even though it's already at my number one for just pissing you off by bitch-slapping you with a bear. But uh, <laughs> Fallout 4. Uh, I love the amount of customization it added to the weapons because I know they didn't actually make Fallout New Vegas, but Fallout New Vegas added a few things that I thought that Fallout 3 could have had. Now, when they brought out Fallout 4, they had updated graphics. Yes, it's not the top of the line. Never expect that with Bethesda's. Yes, it's had some game-crippling bugs. All Bethesda titles do at the beginning. And, uh, hey... My, uh, my problem
1: there is, that's an excuse. Excuse for... It's... Just because all Bethesda games have it doesn't make it acceptable. That's my problem. I still love the game, don't get me wrong, but I do think it's unacceptable. Although I haven't come across any personally, so it's not a big deal for me.
0: Right, right. Like uh, Apparently some people get it, some people don't. Uh, and that's probably why the problem persists, and it comes out when, you know, they do have people test this, they do have people with the alphas and the betas telling them where the bugs are, and then maybe a bug will come up after they finished... Uh, actually well, rewriting or healing code that they've come across. Now, it'll take a while sometimes, and usually the best way to get things found out is have the biggest uh, biggest pool of players playing all the same game and finding where the little kinks are. And that's why in only a few hours, like less than 24 hours, it was found when millions of gamers have had it in their hands.
1: You're you're not one of these people, so I'm not accusing you of. Here's my thing, is... Last year, Assassin's Creed came out, had game-breaking bugs left and right. Everyone tore that game apart. Everybody. Those same people this year are just like Bethesda's game-breaking bugs, which are way worse than the Assassin's Creed ones. You're talking about Assassin's Creed hater, so <laughs> don't think I'm defending Assassin's Creed here. Are the same people coming out and like, what's well, the charm of Bethesda?
0: <laughs> I just don't accept that as an answer. I don't accept it. Well, you know, not just game-breaking bugs, but other bugs in general where random shit happens. And those are funny. Those are those totally are funny. funny. Don't get me wrong. And it's just like uh, the the creeper in Minecraft was technically a bug, and then they're like, "We'll just make this into a fucking creature that explodes." <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's it's nice, and nothing's ever going to be ninety-nine percent perfect, or or hundred percent. I'm sorry. It, be at most ninety nine percent, but I can see your perspective. You have a you have a higher standard to games, and you're watching the same people that would griddle uh, down and go all witch hunt on one game. I have a
1: higher standard for game criticism. Ah. I don't mind that it's buggy, but it needs to be held accountable for those. Right, and that can't be passed over. Yes, that's my issue. Yeah,
0: I I personally haven't come across any of the bugs either, um, and it maybe not persists for every single person out there. I do uh, do have a, a definite expectation of Bethesda, and it's different than other games. I do expect it to have game breaking bugs, and yeah, that is my bias. I'm a big fan of Bethesda. So anyway, I believe it's time now to announce our game of the year. I think it's obvious. I think it's pretty obvious if anybody was actually listening to us no, closely. So there's only the two of us in
1: this endeavor right now, so we made our top five list, and then we decided from there. And since the only game on there that is on both of our lists, we decided that was the best candidate for Game of the Year. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is Witcher
0: the Wild Hunt. Game of the Year, Witcher 3, the Wild Hunt. Mm -hmm. Um, I gotta say, it's brought a lot to the table this year. It's Brought what uh, it's noticed what other games have had going for it stuff from Skyrim stuff from just open world games in general or action and hey it's one of the few that actually shows the sex scene <laughs> holy shit I mean Mike has a one track mind Mike I do have a one track mind <laughs> gun. it's I'm surprised that Fallout 4 is your top because you can't have sex in that game I still love my Bethesda and I, <laughs> wa- I love watch <laughs> things being turned into meat paste as I put bullets and explosives in it. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, we've we've already talked about it multiple times, but it's an amazing open world game with very few game-breaking bugs.
0: Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, 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 very few. Uh, probably have some hand-breaking bugs having sex on a fucking unicorn. Um uh, But no, seriously,
1: it's got some of the best gameplay and story of any open
0: world game I've played in a long time. Yeah, and uh, if you want a good introduction to this, it'll put you in a good mood. Watch uh, The Clueless Gamer with Conan O'Brien for both Fallout 4 and The Witcher 3. I'm going to see if he has any more stuff for any other games on our list. It'll be nice to check out.
1: But as a quick aside, it's fun to notice, too, that um, Fallout 4 and Witcher 3 are put in the same kind of genre. And people always say, like, well, if you like this, you're like this. Um, It's actually funny how different those games are. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally. Um, Fallout, to me, is... I mean, there's there's mega fans like you, but to me it's a very good game that does everything on par and gives you a world to kind of just live and explore, kind of like Skyrim did. Um, Whereas Witcher 3 has this big, giant world of story and character, and just it delves deeper into the lore, kind of like a Lore of the Rings does. Um, so it's kind of funny how like they're two very similar games, but
0: they're fundamentally different. Who's hmm. a quick aside. Only. Oh no, that was a great aside. I mean, it, it goes further past just the basic setting. One is a fantasy land of where Geralt uh, traces around and kills monsters that have come through magical means or interdimensional. Mm-hmm. Now when you come to Fallout 4 these are all raped by radiation and made into things that are a mere shell or um, have lost uh, any sort of order. Uh, things are just kind of blown to shit and then it's slowly remade with the uh, super mutants that are infected by the FEV virus. Your ghouls, your people, We have all these mutated monsters and everything is just covered in reds. And some of us actually find the Radaway in our gameplay. I just—I think you guys are
1: fucking me. I don't think this Radaway exists.
0: I like Stim Packs. It, it is raining needles in that game with Stim Packs. Oh, I have and more Stimpaks. Packs. I can get slapped with Radaway bags all the fucking time, man. I have Rad X. I have plenty of that, <laughs> but it's been no
1: good at this point.
0: <laughs> it's funny how fucking fall. I mean, I understand why because if anybody follows it closely, it would look closely. Uh, Medax was actually supposed to be Morphine, but they had to change the name so it would be acceptable overseas. Especially in Australia.
1: Yeah, I was going to say Australia. The land of censorship.
0: I wonder what Radax originally was. i got to check that out. Yeah.
1: Well, so, anyway. any other honorable mentions of games you played this year? Any
0: other honorable mention games? Um, no, I've been pretty focused. My My time was pretty... Like i played a few other games, none of them actually stood out that much. I want to play uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I'm not expecting a huge storyline out of it. And well, it's, right. online only game, so. yeah, it's an online-only game. It's an online-only game. But the reason is because it has destructible environments, and it's a new angle to the previous Rainbow Sixes. I mean, It still has the one or two bolts to put you down for good, uh, make the wrong decision, put you down for good you can lay traps put up barriers you can blow you make your own mouse holes through walls you don't need doors anymore <laughs> I love to, I love every moment of it all the nice new gadgets it's all modern let me just see how long you last with that game well that we, game got boring for me really
1: quick
0: <laughs> well I'm not going to be the one buying it <laughs> oh, fancy oh, you Um, it'd definitely be one of those games that I wouldn't be able to play alone I'd probably have to play with friends because otherwise I'd lose more interest faster.
1: Yeah, that's the reason I won't buy it, Is because no one I know is going to buy it.
0: Because right. it's not a game you play alone. You play with a team and you're communicating.
1: Yeah, like Battlefront, I can play alone because it's
0: fucking Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. I mean, how do you not know what the fuck to do? Oh, there's an AT-AT. Fucking destroy it.
1: <laughs> or preferably, I'm in an AT-AT. Kill the rebel scum. Kill the
0: rebel scum. <laughs> oh, man, um, and, and hey gotta say Star Wars 7 Force Awakens oh so fucking awesome I mean you actually seeing stormtroopers actually hitting shit like oh my god
1: that. <laughs> that, okay um how many times did you see it in theaters so far only the once only once okay I've seen it three times the third time did you go with me the second no you didn't um yep, I went with my little brother yep um the third time cause my friend Chelsea couldn't go the second time so I took her the third time And literally, the movie was over, and she looked over at me and said, So, when are we going again?
0: (laughs) That's how great that movie is. That is exactly how great that movie is.
1: That encapsulates, that's what I've been telling everybody. It's like that encapsulates how good that was and how much we wanted this movie. Oh, yeah.
0: As soon as it's going out on a DVD, it's being added to my collection. I already pre ordered the (laughs) Blu (laughs) ray. I gotta do that too, since now I have a PS4. I'll show you how to do that. Um,
1: (laughs) But games. Other games real quick, um, because we didn't talk about any portable games. Um Codename Steam, Yo-Kai Watch, um there's another one, LBX, Little Ballot Experience, all 3DS games that I really like this year. Um I'm trying to think.
0: I should have probably, you know, put some thought into this. <laughs> well if you wanted to do it but, afterward, uh, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But those those three games I definitely wanted to mention. So those are three great portable games for the 3ds. Um, so yeah, Minecraft is, Story
0: Mode I also heard was a nice little pickup. Yes, it
1: was. Uh-huh. But we'll have to discuss that for next year's Game of the Year.
0: Uh-huh. Or um, this year's because we're. I mean, it's still 2015 at this point.
1: The, <laughs> so this is our first show of 2016. Hopefully, we can keep a better schedule next year.
0: <laughs> Holidays, holidays. Well, maybe this is our only job, then, hey. Yeah, it would be much easier. Much easier. So, uh, Mike, where can I find you? All right, if you want to find me, you can give me a message right on good old Twitter at at thatmikesbeard, And you can also get at me at uh, Facebook.com slash BlackGhost80. You can get me on a PS4 at xBlackGhost80x. And also, you can message me at blackoutstady.mm at gmail.com. You can get at us at our virtual playground 15, if you're searching for us through Facebook, uh, our virtual playground 15 at gmail.com. All right, go ahead, and, Chris. Uh, where can they
1: reach you? On Twitter at that Chris Runt, and also we have a Twitter account now.
0: Oh, our Virtual Playground Twitter account? No, uh, VGF Podcast. VGF Podcast, Video Game Fever. (laughs) So thank you everybody for listening. This is the end of our 2015 Game of the Year Awards for Video Game Fever.
1: I'm your host,
0: Mike, and this is... Chris. We'll see you next year. And
1: remember, Rise of the Tomb Raider is better than Fallout 4.